This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. Hey, 101 fans, Kenny here. I'm excited to welcome from birdsup.com, Harvey Cadenas, a rival website covering all things UTSA. What's up, Javi? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So how did you get into covering UTSA football? Did you attend UTSA? Just a huge fan? How did that come about? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I attended UTSA. Um, I really wasn't, my major and everything really didn't push me towards, um, you know, covering the team or anything. Just, I believe, my sophomore year, um, the previous publisher of the site uh, was asking for interns to cover the baseball team. And I volunteered just, I thought it would be fun. You know, I'm, I like sports, but um, I didn't really want to, you know, do anything crazy. So yeah, I volunteered, I interned, I covered the baseball team and then I moved to the basketball team and then eventually I moved on to the football team. I did that uh, for the rest of my college career, UTSA. Um, and even after I, I stayed on and helped out. And then um, the, the publisher decided to, you know, uh, continue other ventures. And he asked me if I wanted uh, to take over the site full time and, and become the owner of the site. And of course, I mean, I said, yes. Uh, and this was a few years ago. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, I have a great team of guys helping me out. Uh, you know, we were trying to do our best here covering a, a G5 team, but yeah, yeah it's, it's been quite the run. Very cool. Are you from San Antonio or are you from Texas or were you from out of state originally? I'm actually for, from, uh, Monterrey, Mexico. I moved nice. here when I was like nine years old. And um, yeah, I, I moved here when I was nine. I, I jumped all around Texas, California a bit, and then I settled back here in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, and I've been here ever since. Very cool. Now you're a lifelong roadrunner. That's awesome, yeah, man. Crazy how that works. Very neat. Well, speaking of the roadrunners, you know, the biggest news of the offseason was hiring new head coach Jeff Trailer. Can you, uh, can you fill us in on Jeff a little bit and, and what we can expect under his leadership, under his tenure here? Yeah, so, you know, UTSA and Jeff Trailer go a little bit back. Even uh, after Larry Coco was uh, was let go, um, he was actually one of the names way back then that I was kind of interested in the job, but it didn't quite materialize. And then they went uh, they went with uh, Frank Wilson, and then they moved on from him here recently. And they went with uh, with, with uh, Jeff Trailer. Um, you know, he was a, a longtime high school coach here in Texas, uh, you know, broke some great records, you know, here in Texas, winning state championships uh, 
a great program in Gilmer. Mm-hmm. Um, he moved on to Texas to coach tight ends, I believe, and headed up their recruiting. Then he went up to SMU with Chad Morris, and then he followed Chad to Arkansas mm-hmm. uh, as their uh, running backs coach as well. I believe, or yeah, their the, the running backs coach and associate head, co- head coach at Arkansas. And then um, after that follow-up with Chad Morris, uh, the opportunity came up with uh, with UTSA. He applied. Everything went really well. The connection with with the with the Texas coaches was fantastic. Something that UTSA might might have been lacking uh, with Frank Wilson in the helm. And yeah, I mean, it was. It, it seems like a, a match made in heaven. He's done a really good job recruiting. Um, yeah, I mean, all we can do is uh, you know see optimism for the program. Yeah, I saw doing my research for this that UTSA currently is the number one team in the Conference USA for the 2021 recruiting classes. And I know Jeff was named Big 12 Recruiter of the Year, I think two years in a row. So it seems to me he's got his Texas connections firing all cylinders. So it's got to make you got to make you pretty excited for the future. That's for sure, especially the way it's starting off. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. I mean, especially a program like UTSA that doesn't have the facilities yet as um, as other programs do. They're they're working on that right now. So it's always been a struggle to to uh, to recruit to UTSA. Frank Wilson did a good job as well. Um, you know, recruiting to a place without facilities really. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been it's been great. It's been a great start for Jeff. Just seeing that continued success success on the recruiting trail, and it's looking like they might have one of their best best classes ever um, if things keep going. That's great. Obviously, that's the future, so we're here to talk about 2020. What are some of the strengths and weaknesses of this 2020 team, in your opinion? You know, it's it's hard, right, because um, it's, a, it's a new coach, so you don't know what, you know, the offense is going to look like precisely. You don't know how the defense is going to look like the, uh, precisely. But I think something that you can look for as a strength is, is the running game. Mm-hmm. They return, um, you know, since you're McCormick, who was Conference USA All-Freshman uh, uh, freshman of the year, excuse me, they returned Brendan Brady, uh, you know, also a standout, and then um, they, they have another senior running back. So, I mean, it seems to have – they have a good stable of running backs. Their offensive line uh, returns three out of, three out of the five. Mm-hmm. Um, on the interior, uh, they are replacing two tackles, but they seem to have capable guys there as well to replace them. So I think you'll see as the running game be, be a really, you know, a, a big strength for them. And for a team that, you know, uh, is going to want to run the ball, it's, uh, there's a lot of different minds in the offensive room right now coming from a lot of different philosophies from a, a spread to, to a run spread to a pro offense. So mm-hmm. um, I think they're really going to focus on the running game. So it's, it's really an advantage for them that they can rely on a guy like McCormick and, and a semi-experienced offensive line to do that. Yeah. And McCormick was pretty much a, a revelation last year. I know he made the freshman all American team. You know, what was, was that kind of the expectation of him coming into the program or did he really kind of come out of nowhere? Um, you know, coming out of uh, Converse Judson, which is a powerhouse here in San Antonio, he was a he was a, a, a legit three-star running back, and um, you know it's hard it's hard to ask any freshman to to produce at that level, especially at the, at the G5 level. I mean that just doesn't happen very often. Uh, but no, I mean he, I think he exceeded all expectations, at least my expectations. You you would think a guy like him, you know, he gets like you know 500, 600 yards, mm-hmm. you know, tops, and then. He, uh, you know, he gets, you know, five to ten touchdowns maybe, but he almost broke the thousand-yard barrier as a, as a true freshman. So, yeah, I mean, he really busted into the scene. He was named the best running back in Texas by Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which is the, pretty much the, the, the Bible of Texas uh, football <laughs> here in, in Texas. So, um, you know, that, that's a huge honor, especially as a yeah. sophomore. Uh, so the, the sky's the limit for him. You know, if he continues the way he's been going, you can – 
he's going to break all the records. And ironically enough, the the record holder for UTSA uh, for rushing yards, which is just, it's it's not big because the program's so young, mm-hmm. but the previous record holder is also from Con- Converse Judson here in San Antonio. So it's it's quite a quite ironic that uh, uh, the two best running backs in history are probably going to end up being from the same high school. Yeah, hometown heroes. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah, very cool. Well, with a strong running game, it's obviously going to help take a little bit of pressure off the quarterback and kind of switching gears to the quarterback position here. I know Frank Harris beat out and won the job last year in an open competition but then got hurt. Is is the expectation that he's going to open as the starter in 2020 or will it be another open competition? Um, It's going to be another open competition. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to expect him to be the leader since he was the starter last year in the beginning of the season before he got hurt. Um, and he has more time, maybe not with the playbook, with the new playbook, but on campus. Uh, but there's also Lowell Narcisse, who played the second half of the year, who did respectfully well, you know, mm-hmm. for his first year and, and working through some things, um, you know, working himself into shape, essentially. And then they also brought in um, uh, Josh Atkins, a transfer from New Mexico State, who was originally from here in San Antonio as well. He, he played some uh, significant snaps in New Mexico State and has two, two years left as a grad transfer. So it, it looks to me like it's going to be a three-way battle to the, for the starting job mm-hmm. with probably Frank Harris, um, you know, having a little bit of a step up. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see Josh Atkins take, take the starting job um, or even Lowell Narcisse. They're both very capable. And even behind them, uh, Jordan Weeks uh, uh, got some playing time last year, and you know he's going to be in. He's going to be in the mix. Maybe not the front runner, but he's going to be in there. So it's a three to four way battle for the starting job, which is great, really. I mean, competition is always great at the quarterback spot. So and they seem to have uh, three to four capable options this year. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Yeah, so that's that's definitely a wide-open positional battle. That's awesome. I'm, I really want to keep an eye on that. And like you said, competition breeds the best, so whoever comes out on top will definitely be fit for the season to start that's for sure now kind of switching gears and and moving over to the defensive side I I know one thing I noticed was I saw you guys hired Tyrone Nix as the defensive coordinator and that to me stuck out because he's been at a ton of big schools he has a great track record but are you concerned about the defense switching from a 4-2-5 to a 3-3-5 with all the mispractices and everything that's gone on so far to start the the offseason I mean, yeah, you have to be concerned. And we actually had a, a, a coach trailer on a Zoom call, on a video call not too long ago, and we asked him about that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, of course, it, this is – I mean, this whole this whole thing going on with the virus and, and the lack of practice and, and preparation, um, this is the worst-case scenario for a first-time mm-hmm. head coach, right? Because you can implement your offense, you can implement your defense. All you can do is really, like, you know, maybe show them on paper what you guys are going to do. So, yeah, so uh, going from, from – you know the the uh, uh four two five to to the three three five is 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 big. I mean, you're going from a 
you know, to, to an augment front, which is always a challenge, especially no nose tackle and a defensive end. And then mm-hmm. um, one of the big weaknesses for UTSA is at, is at linebacker, at bodies and talent. So um, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, I, uh, Trailer already said that they're going to move a couple of defensive ends to outside linebackers. Mm-hmm. So they're already adjusting to personnel to, to, to fit the scheme. So um, it's going to be a challenge, though. There's really no way about, uh, about it. I mean, the, I know the offseason starts now July 13th. I think the NCAA said uh, yesterday or today. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the offseason goes. But, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see them struggling here in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. But I think the good news is Tyrone Nix is an extremely accomplished coach. And I think if if there's a situation where you have such a limited offseason program, it's good to have somebody with that much experience that he kind of knows and has kind of seen everything. Obviously, nobody has seen what, what has gone on this year. But I, I think he'll be able to guide the ship. I was really impressed because I actually didn't realize he was brought onto the staff until a couple, probably like two or three months ago when I when I looked into some of the – some of the uh, higher new hires uh, at coordinator positions throughout the country. And I was like, no way. I thought that was an absolute home run for UTSA and for Jeff trailer. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and interesting. Love one more point on that. It was, it was a, a little late in the process. Uh, Jeff trailer took a long time to hire his coordinator. Uh, you know, rumor has it that, that he was looking at Craig uh, Navar, who's at mm-hmm. USC now mm-hmm. to be his defensive coordinator. And then they were kind of, you know, he ended up at USC and um, there was a couple other candidates that kind of uh, fell through. And I mean, I, I don't want to say they backed into Knicks, but, I mean, uh, you know, they kind of moved on from him and Ole Miss, it looks like, and it was the perfect scenario, really, for, for Trailer and Knicks. Yeah. You know, um, uh, he has a first-time offensive coordinator in, in uh, at the Barry Looney. At, mm-hmm. uh, he was a, a tight ends coach that's now offensive coordinator, but he's very respected, a great football mind. So, But he's a first-time coordinator. But now on the defensive side, you have a guy with a ton of experience. So, you know, it's always good to offset, you know, maybe – youth and inexperience and, and somebody new with somebody who's been around and, and has seen the battles. Yeah. Speaking of the defense, a guy who stood out to me on film when I watched some UTSA highlights last year was Rashad Wisdom. I want to know where does he fit into the new defense and what kind of impact do you see him making this year? Yeah. So, you know, ironically enough, he's another guy from Con- uh, Converse Jetson here in San Antonio. Um, he also played as a true freshman uh, he again a standout. He had a couple picks. I've uh, pick return for a touchdown. Just cr- it's crazy what the, the, those kids can do um, mm-hmm. at that high school. But um, he, yeah, he's gonna he's he's gonna be end up being one of the leaders of this team. Honestly, uh, he, he's young. He's on the shorter side. He's only gonna be a sophomore. But you can already see him kind of you know uh, having a very big leadership role in the, on this team. Um, you know, moving to the three three five, it's it's kind of interesting to see where they're going to put him, how they're going to utilize him. But he's a type of guy; he's very versatile. You're probably not going to put him at free or, or uh, free safety or, or or strong safety just because of his size. Um, but there's it's somebody you can put in your nickel packages and your and your coverage packages that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he has a speed; he's a great tackler. So he's going to be one of the, the the weapons of this defense that on a secondary that badly needs it. Yeah, I was a big fan of his. He was the guy who consistently stood out to me last year watching on defense. And, and that's funny. I had no, I didn't realize that he was also from San Antonio as well. Man, that's awesome. That is, that's actually really cool for a lot of these local kids to see their high school you know, teammates and, and guys who maybe were a couple of years ahead of them in high school going on to a D1 program like UTSA right there in their hometown and, and yeah. making such an impact. That's got to be a huge recruiting tool. Oh, yeah. No, it's been a big lift. If, if you really go through the roster in the 2D from last year, Frank Harris is from San Antonio. Um, and now Josh Atkins is from San Antonio. So there's your two quarterbacks from San Antonio. And then 
since your McCormick is from San Antonio and Brendan Brady, the backup, is also from San Antonio. Um, and then I believe they have an offensive lineman, uh, a four-star offensive lineman, uh, uh, Spencer Buford, who made the um, has made a quite a bit of a, a list this offseason uh, from San Antonio as well. And there's a couple names in the defense. So yeah, I mean they're they're definitely uh, loading up on uh, on local kids and. I mean, and they make and, and they're they're big contributors. Uh, yeah. McCormick, Harris, uh, Wisdom, uh, Buford—like they're all kids that are very talented that decided to stay in town, and it's paying off for them. That's awesome. That's really cool to see that. That's that's really neat, and it, it helps get the community around the team as well. So that's pretty sure. cool. Pretty cool. So you, I know you mentioned this earlier. You talked about Coach Trailer recruiting and having you know not a lot of facilities to really lean on to be able to recruit kids and, and show off. And I came across an article uh, a little while ago about them breaking ground on a forty-one million dollar um, sports center called Race, the Roadrunner Athletic Center of Excellence. How? What kind of impact is that going to make on the program, and and how did that come about? Um, I mean, huge, man. It's it's uh, it's a long time coming for for UTSA. Um, this is their first really facility, uh, foot, football facility, but really state of the art athletics facility. Mm-hmm. Um, UTSA has always struggled with that. Uh, they just don't have you know a dedicated facility, and they're finally going to have one. Uh, it, it's partly funded by UTSA, partly funded by the city of San Antonio. Uh, and then the rest is, of course, by by boosters and donations. Um, it's going to be, you know, I don't have the specifics here in front of me, but it's going to be it's going to be a, a big facility. It's going to encompass all the all the sports teams right now. So they're going to have meeting rooms. Um, uh, sports medicine is going to be in there as well. And then the football team is going to have the dedicated field, locker rooms, meeting rooms, mm-hmm. something that they currently do not have. They they meet in 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 a, what looks like a high school gym, honestly, um, right now. So. Uh, okay. This is going to take UTSA, put them on par, if not above everybody else in Conference USA, and it also helps all the other all the other teams from basketball to baseball to softball to everything is going to is going to be able to use this. So it really puts UTSA on par with with the rest of Conference USA and the rest of the G5, um, and and something that they've been lacking for years. Really, it's it's a it's a state of the art facility that is going to be built eventually. Um, it's going to have an indoor facility for football. Right mm-hmm. now, it isn't on the first page. It is not but they are uh, fundraising for that second phase, which will include an indoor facility for the football team. So um, when it's done and, and, and uh, it's going to be the first phase is going to be done next year, but when they're completely done, it's going to be a game changer for UTSA football and, and the other programs. It is. And it, and it really is. And I, I'm a big Wake Forest fan. That's my school. That's who I cheer for. And a couple of years ago, we did the same thing. We, we really focused on upgrading a lot of the facilities, bringing on uh, – I know we did bring in a football-only facility, but we have a basketball and a new baseball facility as well. And you could tell just the whole tone around the athletic program as a whole has changed. We've had a lot more recruiting success, and, and we've had some of the best success we've had on the field as a whole across the athletic department than I can think of since I've ever been a fan. So uh, UTSA is definitely going to get a lot of good use out of that, and you guys are going to see a, a pretty big lift once everything is completed. I, yeah, I think. And, and the great thing is that it's right smack in the middle of campus, um, which, you know, it's always hard to kind of rearrange things that are currently already there, but they, they made it work, and it's going to be in the heart of campus, so it's going to be very accessible. It's going to be visible because, you know, that's that's always important. Um, you know, for people who aren't used to know UTA history, mm-hmm. um, it's always been known as a commuter school, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this plus an additional of, uh, of buildings and dorms that they're building, it's really transforming um, the, the university to a more traditional university, mm-hmm. along with everything that's getting built around the university by the city, by uh, businesses. So, you know, it's it's really been interesting, even even from when I started going to UTSA, the transformation the university has, has really made from, I graduated back in 
um, in 15, in December 15, but just on, on my four, uh, five years there, uh, it has grown a lot. And even to this point, it's, it's just completely different um, feel to it. It's, it's definitely more of a, of a traditional college than, than just, you know, your regular commuter school in a big city. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great watching not only the, the athletic program grow, but also the university as a whole. Very cool. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing that completed, and I look forward to seeing the the results of that as well. It's going to be really neat to follow here in the next uh, couple of years. Kind of winding down, obviously we're talking UTSA football, but what are some of the things you're going to look for in the Conference USA this year? Is there a prohibitive favorite for, to win the league this year? And then also, where does UTSA end up if all goes well, best case scenario? Um, you know, you always have to keep an eye on, uh, especially on the on the west side, Louisiana Tech, uh, Southern Miss, and uh, and North Te- and North Texas. Um, probably are, are your three um, uh, at the top. Uh, you know, uh, UNT is going through a quarterbacks change, so maybe mm-hmm. they drop off a little bit. But I think a lot uh, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss are going to be your your top two on the west side. On the east side, you always have to keep in mind, uh, especially now they have a new coach on with w- Willie Tigard with FAU. Um, FIU as well. The 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 Floridas are, are going to be strong this year. Mm-hmm. Marshall is always in there. So um, there, there's some good talent in Conference USA. As for UTSA, it's kind of hard because you really don't know what you're going to expect, right? There is talent on the roster, but there is some weaknesses. It's like the secondary are, is weak. The, the the linebackers, you know, need some work and your uh, new coach, new system. So, um, but who knows? Maybe sometimes a change helps a bunch of the guys and, and they live up to to their recruiting rankings, which mm-hmm. you know Frank Wilson was known for that. They didn't qu- they didn't quite live up to that ranking, um, but maybe now with the new coach they do. So that maybe changes the the outlook a little bit, right? So. Um, I think they were projected to have three, three and a half wins, I think is the last thing I saw in terms of over under for wins. Uh, um, I mean, I think, I think they're, they're a four, four to five win team. Um, Could, could they win six? I think so. But things would really have to fall their way. The quarterback would need to be strong and healthy. Um, You know, the, the offense would have to, you know, really, really take up a life of its own, which it hasn't had, you know, any life in three years, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the 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 talents there is just you know there is no confidence uh, that those guys are going to produce because they haven't in the last three years. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe with the new coaching staff, uh, some new tutelage, maybe they live up to that to the to, to their talent, and you do see maybe UTSA squeeze out a five, five to six win season. Yeah, and the great news is for UTSA fans is is college football is you know you as know. a whole unpredictable, and you've got. A new a new staff coming in, like you said, maybe they can unlock some of the potential that the old staff wasn't able to unlock. So that's cool. I, I, I know we're going to look forward to seeing how that season plays out. And and one last thing before we kind of wrap everything up, you know, at Prospects 101, we talk a lot about players who play on Saturdays who could be playing on Sundays down the road. And I just wanted to get get some guys maybe on this roster who – you know, we might hear their name on NFL rosters in the next two to three years. Is there anybody in? Is there anybody on this team that you could see playing at the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think offensive line. You definitely want to look at Spencer Buford um, at, at guard at, at the next level. You know, he might play tackle this year, but um, he's a talented guy, man. He's he, he, people call him a dancing bear. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's great. He's definitely he's going to be a junior this year. He's a he's a true junior. So, you know, he's played. He's played a ton of snaps already for this team, and he's going to be a four-year starter by the by the time his career is done. So, um, since you're McCormick, of course, if he continues his, his upward trend, I think it's a guy you got to look at at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on defense, a guy like uh, Lorenzo Dantzler is interesting as an undersized D, DN, maybe in a in a three-four system in the NFL. Um, Jalen Haynes as a nose tackle or or at three-four uh, D, DN is he's very 
very talented guy mm-hmm. um, on the defensive end side as well. So th- th- those are a couple of prospects, I think. Could could they could a couple of a more you know could we see some develop here in the next few uh, months and years? Of course, but I think right now those are your safe bets is maybe getting a, a, a look at the next level. I strangely caught a lot of conference USA. I love watching all college football, but I strangely caught a lot of college, uh, or sorry, conference USA games on the NFL Network last year. So I'm excited to I'm excited to see some of the guys you just mentioned. I'm excited to really focus on UTSA and more things conference USA this year as we've kind of as we're kind of digging deeper into these prospects now. Well, Javi, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know I speak for behalf of our audience. Thanks for catching us up on UTSA football and really bringing us a lot of info that. You know, outside of, of probably speaking to you, we, we probably wouldn't be able to find you know, in most media outlets. Now, what, what, what I want you to do is if our fans want to learn more about UTSA football, or they want to catch some content you guys have, they want to follow you on social media, where can they find you guys at and, and what can they follow you guys at on social media? Yeah, so my, uh, my personal account is at Rivals Hobby. Um, that's, you'll, you'll find all my recruiting and all the side stuff there. And then our, our side account is at UTSA Rivals on Twitter as well. And then on, we're also on Instagram and Facebook and just type in UTSA rivals and we'll always pop out there on YouTube as well. Okay. Yeah. And then do they have to have a subscription to read your articles on rivals.com? Um, How does that work? So since we're a smaller side, I do tend to, uh, you know, we do things a little differently. Um, only our recruiting uh, items are premium. Everything else team wise, we, t- we tend to make it free. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people are always free, uh, free to read all of our stuff. You know, we're, right now we're going through a series, kind of doing a, a, a what-if series on uh, conference re- uh, realignment or what if uh, UTSA had a, uh, a different first coach or, you know, we're just kind of exploring a lot of different scenarios. It's been a really fun series by one of our staff writers. So, you know, if people want to go ch- check those out to kind of get a feel of what, you know, topics we like to talk about, though, those are always free. Awesome. Listen, anybody listen here, go to birdsup.com, check out those articles, you know, go ahead and support UTSA. Get make sure you get with Javi and and read a lot of his stuff and follow him on social media. Javi, we really appreciate you coming on, man, and and, and thanks for your time. No problem, man. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. What's up, football fans? This is Pastel from Prospects 101, brought to you by Blue Wire Pods. Listen to us weekly on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you leave us a five star review today.